Welcome to episode 53 of the Farm Exec Podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Senior Editor of Farm Exec Magazine and your podcast host. Farm Exec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the C-suite. On this week's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Barbara Ryan, founder of Barbara Ryan Advisors and Fabulous Pharma Females, who talks about the importance of supporting women in the pharma industry. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back with Barbara. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truesterumntwk.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, Kristen and I will be interviewing Barbara Ryan, founder of Barbara Ryan Advisors and a member of PharmExec's editorial advisory board. Barbara is also the founder of Fabulous Pharma Females, a group of industry leaders focusing on women in pharma. The strong community she's built provides women an opportunity to connect with each other and reinforces their shared commitment to one another. She's here today to talk about why that's important. Thank you for joining us today, Barbara. Thanks, Kristen. It's my pleasure to be here to talk about a subject that I'm very passionate about. We're excited to hear what you have to say. So just to start, could you talk a little bit about your personal journey in the industry? Sure. My career journey actually started in 1977 when I joined Bear Stearns, and I actually worked there my summers and Christmases throughout college. And the research director hired me when I was graduating to work in the research department. So I went to work in equity research at Bear Stearns in 1981, and left Wall Street over 30 years later as a managing director at Deutsche Bank. So as you can imagine, it was a, it's a male-dominated industry today, but then there were very few women, and most all of the women at Bear Stearns at that time were admins. So there weren't really role models for girls like me. So why did you decide to start Fabulous Pharma Females? Well, I think that my experience was one where I felt really isolated a lot of the time. I felt like my career, I was just on my own. I saw the men had sort of a boys club. Um, I worked for someone whose modus operandi was to golf with uh, the CEOs of the companies we covered, and that's where he would gain a lot of insights and information developed great relationships. I didn't have access to any of that. I was just kind of on my own. And I felt like I had to work harder and smarter. And that allowed me to develop a fierce independence. But it was also sort of very lonely. But I learned a number of things. One is that hard work really does pay off. And that being a woman in a male-dominated industry can have its advantages. So I can remember walking into a client's office and just feeling that he was saying to himself, what's this blonde girl going to be able to tell me? And I had to overcome that. But when I did, 
and I actually provided value, I found that everyone remembered me because there were a lot of Tom, Dick, and Harry's, if you will, but there weren't a lot of Barbara's. So ultimately, once I proved myself, I felt that, you know, I actually had some advantages in being a woman. That said, I never really, what I would call rocked the pink for my career and just did not, was not attracted to sort of the female networking types of events. But as I got older, I realized that I had met a lot of sensational, smart, talented women And I wanted to find a way to get closer to them and develop a community. So quite simply, I just um, started to put together what I would call salon dinners. I called them fabulous pharma females. And it just resonated with people and was very, very powerful. How did you go about growing the group initially? And where is it today? The group grew really organically um, from a number of different you know, perspectives. One was I developed a passion about it because it just was so satisfying to be able to connect with, with a lot of women who I admired, who I wanted to get closer to, who I could learn from, who could help me and vice versa. And I guess that it satisfied a need that lots of other women had. In fact, I think we were all just craving such a community. And so at the dinners, everyone would leave. And next time, my colleagues would say, can I bring so-and-so? Can I bring so-and-so? Can I bring so-and-so? And so that's how we grew. And women were united with their friends and colleagues. They met new people that they never knew before. Um, it generated business deals. It generated job opportunities. And when I left Wall Street, I began to host a dinner for the Fabulous Pharma Females at J.P. Morgan, a sit-down dinner for 50 people. And that was seven years ago. And now we have a wait list. Women are constantly telling me that it's their favorite thing about J.P. Morgan. And it's really created a, a tremendous community and one that now I want to take to the next level where we can have actions associated with the community that actually do support women leaders, whether it's hosting events. If you want to get on a board, here's what you need to do. Let's have some experts come and tell us about that. Um, Mentoring or sponsoring uh, young women coming out of school and helping them advance their careers. That sounds really amazing. What a great asset for women to have that community, you know, together. I mean, personally, I feel, I always say this at the dinners, I feel selfish because I feel like it's, it's the greatest gift that I've given myself. And it's really opened my eyes to, you know, how much I was missing by not getting it early on. And, and I really think it, it had something to do with starting my career in one, such a male-dominated industry, but two, at a time where there weren't a lot of senior women in any industry. So I was just used to being on my own. I thought, oh, I guess that's the way it is. And, you know, banding together with other women didn't feel like it was necessarily, you know, a winning recipe for success. But now there are a lot more women and there are a lot of senior women to look up to, learn from, And I believe that we as um, 
you know, more senior women leaders, more advanced in our career and experience, have a commitment to support one another. Because we do now have strength in numbers. We do have power. We need to use it. We have an obligation to use it to help other women, young women, older women. And again, I think men have just done a better job at that throughout their careers. And they weren't shy to have an ask. And we should absolutely have an ask. I I totally agree with you. My next question actually kind of goes in that direction because you're saying you you felt uncomfortable in that space, kind of like speaking up for yourself. And I think a lot of women are like that. And it's been like that for so long. And even like five years ago, 10 years ago, it was hard, but it's getting a little bit easier. So what do you think the climate is for women in pharma today versus when you started the group 10 years ago? You know, it's just so vastly different to the positive. And I'm really happy to say that. And I know that we're not where we want to be or even where we deserve and should be. But rather than focus on that, I really like to focus on how different things are today. When I think about, you know, starting my career on Wall Street when I was 20 years old in 1981, boy, you know, it can't even describe to a young woman 20 today how different it was than what they're going to experience. So when they start their job, they're going to walk into an organization. Oh, there may be more men than women, but there are going to be a lot of women. And a lot of those women are going to be successful, experienced women that they can look up to, who are willing to mentor them. And, you know, we are in many ways relative to history, large and in charge. And we actually have the floor today. So we need to take it. It is actually very in vogue to support women, no matter who you are, no matter what organization you are. So everyone wants to be on this wagon because it's the right place to be. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's a world of difference. Um, at our Fabulous Pharma Females Dinner in January of this year, there were 20% of the women in attendance were CEOs. 20%. And that was double what there were the year before. So I think the world is is vastly different uh, and we need to seize the momentum. And it is, I think, each of our personal obligations to to continue to support one another. The second thing that I think is super important is we have to enlist the men. You know, women only just perpetuates the problem. If men have 95% of the board seats and you as a woman want to get on a board, it is not going to happen without our male counterparts supporting us. So two years ago, we invited the men to the Fabulous Pharma Female Center, and it was fantastic. The energy in the room uh, was so exciting. The men could see how strong and passionate we were about our commitment to one another, and they were just uplifted by it. And they loved being outnumbered eight to one. So why, why do you think that it's important for women to support each other in the industry through a formal group? Well, I think the formality of it just gives us um, a, a sense of community and energy and strength. And I think that it also, there's nowhere to hide. Like we're all there because we share this commitment. And we all know that as part of that, um, we need to have an ask, but we need to be prepared to, you know, address the asks of others. And so, 
if I have a challenge, a problem, a question, a need, you know, I've got a whole community to go to. And, you know, if it's just one or two people, then my, my ask or my need might be outside of their wheelhouse. But being able to be close by affiliation to people that maybe you don't even really know that well, but you have that license through the community, I think is, is critical. So thinking towards the future, how do you plan on evolving the group moving forward? So as I said, um, you know, we did form an, an LLC and a non-for-profit. I'm working towards getting our tax exemption status. There isn't any reason why it shouldn't, but it's just a formality. And that will allow us to tap into diversity dollars that exist within the industry and support programs, more content related. So again, you know, having a salon dinner where we have some experts come and talk about how you get on boards, recruiters for boards, board members, venture capitalists, et cetera. Um, having formal mentoring or sponsorship programs for, for young women coming into the business, workshops around subjects that, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you prepare to be on a board? What does it mean to be on the audit committee? all kinds of things that would be available for us to do to really expand the group. So to date, it's really been uh, building the community. I've really learned a tremendous amount about how much people can help one another and how important it is to have that community. It's really changed my life. So the next step is to really turn that into actionable items that have impact. That sounds really great. Thank you so much, Barbara, for being with us today. We're excited about what you're doing with fabulous pharma females. That is like such alliteration. I love it. And (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate you discussing the value of bringing women and men together to support each other in the industry today. Well, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity. Again, I'm really passionate about it. And, um, you know, as I said earlier, I feel selfishly that it's just a big colossal gift I've given myself. I wish I discovered it earlier in life. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <Barbara. laughs> Thank you so much. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truestherumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. Hi. I'm Barbara Ryan, founder of Barbara Ryan Advisors and Fabulous Pharma Females. And my leadership tip is, I believe we all have the opportunity to lead in many ways each day. Take it. Lead by virtue of your actions and your words. Take on what isn't being done. Be the one to deliver the messages that need to be shared and help a colleague who needs it. That's leadership. It really is as basic as that. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at Farm Exec, on Instagram at Farm Executive, and on YouTube. 
The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of FarmExec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director Lisa Henderson at lhenderson at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at tbaker at mjhlifesciences.com. 